Mi 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 la 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 la. It's not that deep, bro. Episode 17. That's right. 17. It's a big number. It is a big number. Mm-hmm. We'll do 20. We'll do 20 before the year's out. Let's hope so. Mm. Okay. How, how you doing, Martin? I'm fantastic. How you doing? Can't complain, you know. I'm, I'm feeling the best I've felt in all year. Feeling chipper. Why is that? Good day? No. It's wet, it's awful, horrible <laughs> weather here in Leicester. Great. Um, but you're still chipper. But I'm remaining positive through it. That's right. Today we're watching Chinatown. Well, we've just watched Chinatown. Directed by Roman Polanski. Very interesting film. Yeah, I'm just going to have a look at what year it was released. Go on, have a look. I will. I can tell you it was in the 70s. I think it was 70, oh, 74. 74. 1974. Uh, Roman Polanski, obviously, was the famous husband to Sharon Tate, who was murdered by... Uh, who was actually pregnant at the time, murdered by members of the Manson family, famously. Was the subject of the latest Quentin Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with his spin on that sequence of events mm-hmm. that we watched earlier in the It's Not That Deep Bro catalogue. We watched yeah. that film a while ago. We did. Um, it is a very interesting film. What did you think of it, Martin? From the shit that we've watched before, mm-hmm. it's a lot more calm. Yeah, well, it's a lot more grounded in reality. Yeah, I'd say. Um, like it was, he was a very good detective. Jack Nicholson playing Jake the Snake. <laughs> Jake the Snake. Have I made that up? I was thinking it all film. Jake <laughs> the Snake. Did they call him that once in the film? Have I made that up? Yeah, I think you've made that up. <laughs> Jake the Snake might be a wrestler. I don't think. <laughs> what? <laughs> but his name's Jake in the film. Is yeah. my point. And uh, I love it. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one called him that in the film. I was like, <laughs> well, that's what? fine then. It was just a creation <laughs> from me. That's fine. Fair enough. He was very cunning. Cunning? Like a, yeah, like a snake. There you go. Mm. No. Forget, <laughs> forget the snake. Um, he plays Jake, who is a private detective. And I love Jack Nicholson in this film. It's fantastic. Jake. Geddes. Jake, Mr. Geddes. Geddes, yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, you you've just come off hot the heels, hot off the heels of this film. How do you feel about it? Explain to the people what you've just experienced. Um, it was very uh, smooth. I like the the way it just flowed instead of like these. What's it about? Let's start there. It's about a woman. Okay. Who wants to know. Before that, you find out that Mr. Geddes, Jake Geddes, mm -hmm. is a private investigator. He is, indeed. And he was hired to do, to find out if a certain woman's husband was cheating on her. Right? Mm-hmm. We then find out that the woman that paid him to find out if her husband was cheating mm -hmm. was not actually his wife. Aha. Uh -huh. You followed this well. It's a complicated plot. It is, but... And we see Jake... Important tip. Yeah, you, you, you've paid attention. Yeah. Um, and he also finds out that there's a kind of drought situation going on mm -hmm. in the film setting, California. And, um, yeah, there's a, there's a big drought and all these kind of different things that Jake comes across all begin to kind of start having connections between them. The woman that's paid him to find out whether her husband is uh, cheating, on, cheating her. on her. The other woman that's paid him to find out whether that's happening or not. Say it again. You said it better than me. <laughs> what? <laughs> you find... She... <laughs> a woman has paid him to find out if her husband is cheating on her. Mm -hmm. The woman that paid him to find out was not actually his wife. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So... We need to find the name of these women. There's a lot of women in this film. <laughs> I'm not sure what... Um, she play well. She her she put Mulray. Yeah, Mulray. Mrs. Yeah. Mulray, Evelyn Cross Mulray, and then there's Noah Cross, who's her father. Father, yeah. And then he has to deal with also the local police force, mm -hmm. and he has to deal with Lou, with Lou, yeah. who see Lou Escobar. Lou Escobar's a good man, kind of. Yeah, he's sort of like. Trying to clean up the... Well, I say this. Actually, fuck everyone in that film. Why? Well, think about... We've literally just finished watching it. The ending, mine. Well, it's... It's just... It's awful. It is, it is truly awful. sickening. Yeah. Like, it is an awful, awful... Like, I laughed just because it... To make light, because to truly say what happens at the end of Chinatown is uh, is brutal. Throughout the film, Jake references Chinatown. 
He's well, worked yeah. there in his past. And um, he references it with a kind of fear in his eye. Um, he references it with a sort of fear, you know? Yeah. And like, like it's, a, it's, it's not a good place to be. He doesn't want to talk about it so mm-hmm. much. And you kind of get this thing, you're wondering why, what happened in Chinatown. And I guess that's why the film's called Chinatown. To, you know, what's so bad that could mm-hmm. happen in Chinatown. And, well, and you get to see what. Yeah, we do find out. And, you know, I don't want to ruin it too much because I really do, I recommend you go out and see this film because it packs, as Martin said, the first word he used to describe it was smooth. Mm-hmm. And it is smooth. Like, it looks beautiful. I think it, it's one... You know, the reason we're watching it is because I like all of it. There's nothing... I love the soundtrack with it's, like, when it's intense, it's, like, big plonking piano notes yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And then when it's a bit more laid back, it's all, like, soft. Um, it's, like, the trump... Um, um, yeah, the cornets and trumpets with the mutes in. And the, I like how he, he's, he's, like, he's very good at what he does. He's incredibly good. There's, there's not been a lot of films where I watch where that, like, it's not done without, like, different effects, like somebody being in his ear, being like, oh, go to the left, there's men there, or like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, being told yeah. by computers or whatever. This is like detective well, work where it's... Being a private investigator, it makes him a impartial party and he doesn't have to necessarily act within the confines of the law it's just about getting a specific thing for a customer Mm -hmm. so that's why like jake being a private investigator allows this film to exist because he gets to view all the different facets of the city that he's investigating in you know different Mm -hmm. the police department mrs moorway the and he can see it all objectively basically um but as the film like ramps up, that's it. Kind of like tricks you with that smooth feel for the whole thing because he is really smooth, good at his job, and mm-hmm. he's. But he's also like he's got a good heart about it. Oh, you know what I mean. Jake's like, like the only good person in the film. Yeah, like, which he's just constantly trying to do good, and he doesn't he doesn't care about so much about the money. No, no, but it's more like the truth. Yeah, or I want the truth out. Because he could he could have just like got paid by that guy uh, by that woman five thousand and yeah. then told the other guy to pay him ten thousand and he um, could have completely it, it would have made his life easier mm-hmm. he would have made money mm-hmm. he could have carried on doing his career yeah, but he that's not what are. that's not what Jake's about no uh, I like that mm, it makes him a likable. Yeah. Likeable character. Good character. And Jack Nicholson's just, like, perfect for the role. Mm-hmm. In the sh- You remember him in The Shining. He was, like... He's very good. You can see... Yeah, he, I, I need you to see... see the difference. I need to see more films. But you can also see bits of, like, his character in The Shining in Jake as well. I feel like Jack Nicholson's one of those characters, a bit like Leonardo DiCaprio, where, yeah. like, he's himself. You see a bit of him in all his characters. Yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Thing. yeah. Um, but yeah, without giving too much away, I'm trying to think about how to talk about the end of Chinatown without <laughs> completely giving it away. It's but for, for 
I think, again, in the same way I've said that, like, um, that that's a scary film to me, Martin. Uh, that's a horror film, in my opinion. You think so? Yeah, because yeah. thematically, what happens, like, it, at the For end, someone, that's a shock ending. It's so shocking, though. Like, what... Did that... That was a question that I had, mm-hmm. and it was like... At the end, that woman shot father. Yeah. And he just, like, walked away from that like nothing happened. They looked like she had, like, blank bullets or something. No. He just it, grabbed his arm, didn't he? No, you saw a she, hole. Oh, I don't know if I saw a hole. But you saw a hole? He grabbed his arm. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, uh, I dislocated my arm, so. And but then... you saw a hole go through... The... I don't. I don't remember seeing a hole, but um, either way, it was. Just I a remember. Bit, it was a bit I remember dumb. watching it and thinking, "Did he die, or just what happened there?" Who the father? Yeah, I remember yeah, seeing the, that scene yeah. and wondering what happened there. But you know, it's just one of those things that I don't. There was a lot more going on in that scene mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, 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 there was a lot more going on. And I guess the kind of. Uh, you call it, um, I like this film because it's what you call Kafka-esque. I think I might have spoke about Franz Kafka before. Um, I'm going to get this wrong. I think he was from the Czech Republic, but I could be well wrong about that. And he was an author. Um, he's probably most famous for a thing he did called The Metamorphosis, which is about a young boy that wakes up and he's a cockroach. Or like an insect. And everyone in his life hates him. Basically, right. yeah. So this young kid had some problems. He was, he was like a emotional guy, but way back before an emo was a thing yeah. or any of that. Um, and for something to be Kafka esque, basically, what that means, he has another um, well known book called The Trial, which is about. Again, a kind of young man that wakes up. These men are in his room. And they're like, come on, you're coming with us. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, no, 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 no. We'll tell you later. You've got to come with us. And he just goes through a series of things like that. And it just becomes more absurd. And he never finds out like why, why and what's going on. And um, to the point where it becomes like a night. And that's the, like the, the cockroach one as well. Like everyone in your life hating you. That'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Sort of thing. So his, that's what Kafka-esque would mean. And I'd say this film is Kafka-esque in the sense that it starts off like any private investigator, mm-hmm. like any, you know, a case that any private investigator might take on. But by the end of it, you're like, no, 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 no. Like, I... That's how I feel at the end of that film. From the minute that he starts talking to uh, Evelyn's uh, father and he shows him the glasses. Mm -hmm. From that moment on, it's like, oh, fucking no, 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 shit. Yeah, some shit's about to happen. But for somebody who's, who was, because he's, in the movie, you find out that he was a police officer. Mm. Wasn't he in the Navy as well? I think he may have had done some time, yeah, in the forces. 
whenever there was a fight, he wouldn't fight very well for like a marine or a police officer. Do you know what I mean? Like, you get really sucked into I, like the realistics like, of the whole situation. Yeah, I do. Just because of like seventy-four. It's a while ago. This film. I know. I know. But even then, there would be anyone that was military that would give you a sort of like. You want that Jake the Snake? Oh, I, I need to stop calling him that. Jesus Christ, Jake Gredis. You need. You want that Mr. Gredis prequel film where you see him in the forces doing all his training. <laughs> And I then would appreciate at the it. end of that film, you want an explanation. Maybe he, like, has an injury that makes him leave the forces and that's why he becomes a private investigator and can't fight as well in the forces. You want that whole I timeline whole fleshed story. out the for Chinatown story. to be a valid film. The whole... It, well, it's valid already. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that if you're building a character... They did a second one. They did a second one. With Jack Nichols. That came out in the 90s. Apparently it's terrible. You've never watched it? I've not seen it, no. I've only recently seen this film, to be fair. This year. It's a very good film. You you enjoyed it? I did enjoy it. I, I wondered, because it. it was very... I was like... Obviously not now, we've watched loads of films, but I, when I first met you, for a, just for example, one of your favourite films was like Pacific Rim. And just whilst in the middle of this, I was watching it, and I was like, this is a world away from any of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I enjoy films. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you got something out of it because it's it's long and it is from the seventies. I question the only reason I came up with that whole fighting thing is because I question everything. Now, just look at it, and I'm like, what since why doing, is that happening? Since doing this podcast, yeah, <laughs> just why is that happening? Why is that man, if he's been in the army, mm. not good at at least above? fine training or something. I mean, I you know suppose I mean? it's a rational thing to be wondering about. I was just thinking, I think another thing about this that makes... You mentioned that Jake's really good at his job. And that's what makes the ending even more shocking because he's seen the whole thing through really thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he has looked under every rock in the city to try and solve the case. And even... That's like Lou Escobar. He knows about that whole thing, you find out at the end. Mm -hmm. Which is like... Crushing. He's been like speaking to Escobar throughout the whole film about this whole thing, and he knew the whole time. And he's the policeman. And he's the head of like the police for the whole thing. So it's. And again, without getting too close, that ending, uh, Mrs. Mulway, so desperate to not let the person that she's trying to keep safe fall into the wrong hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God. And it just happened. And, and you'll notice after, until the credits roll and music starts playing, from that gunshot and the car rolling to the hole, all sound. It's only like human voices and actual sound from like, there's no, in the fight scenes you'll hear like, and like sounds that have been added and there's nothing. It's like dead. Because that's like how you feel in that situation. Yeah. You're like, all hope's gone at that point. You're like, anything... For humanity, anything. There's no... That is not a good ending. It's not. <laughs> it is not at all. a film with a happy ending at no. all. And it... But... It's actually really... Whole, it's heavy. It's with the whole, heavy. like... Aesthetic of 
the film, it makes sense. Oh, it completely fits in. Yeah. It's like the best... Best ending. It's a real... Um, good kicker. bit of filmmaking. It's a real kicker. It's a real kicker, like... Yeah, I think it's a really good film. I think a film should do that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, it give, This film certainly makes you think afterwards, and it doesn't... I, I wouldn't recommend watching this film to somebody if they were feeling down or, like, needed a pick-me-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd watch this film to knock yourself down a peg. <laughs> I'd reckon, yeah, if I, so if someone was acting yeah, but, cocky, I'd be like, I watch Chinatown. <laughs> yeah, but in... It'll just make them, like, if it's the right person, it could make them hate humanity even more to do something about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, let me just fucking blow up this whole country because everyone's fucked. Well, if any piece of art generates that response, then you should spend less time consuming art and more time working on your mental makeup and... You ingredients of your mental soup. You yeah, know? try telling that to someone about that is feeling feeling that way. Uh, okay, that so way. it won't uh, work. You think? Well, I probably agree that Chinatown should be have a um, a trigger warning. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy film. Like it's you know if mm-hmm. if. Um, you're sensitive to themes of like emotional abuse and stuff like that, childhood abuse. It's it's going to be a difficult one to watch, but I think it also speaks volumes about the kind of corruption and Jake's disbelief about how widespread the whole thing is. Well, when the case began, he couldn't have fathomed that it would have been the whole city would have been in on it, and it's a whole thing that goes through different clubs and charities that are set up through California and it has things to do with the drought and the weather and like a a bit of land that's being sold that's very um, fertile that in upstate California that all the rich people that own downtown California are investing in and it all everything has a knock-on effect in in that film mm-hmm. and you can you couldn't anticipate how widespread the corruption is, but I think that speaks to yeah. how widespread corruption is in reality. Yeah. That we're seeing more and more kind of as headlines come out. Especially and, now with this whole pandemic business. It's a very oh, like divided country. We live in a time right now, Martin, when <laughs> true and false mean nothing. <laughs> I'm not like. There's no um, barometer for truth. Why do you say that? Because every single person has a phone available to them, which has all the information one could ever need on it, and the social media landscape and the nature of the internet provides anybody to be able to back a point up with several misinformed articles because there's so many different news publications and so many different, um, you know, news outlets that favour a certain point of view. So therefore anyone can be correct in a general sense if we're not holding ourselves to an objective truth. 
sort of thing, then it's all just an opinion, isn't it? It's all just, well, I've got five articles on here that back my point of view up, and then there's Ted over on the other side of the room that's like, well, I've got seven articles that back my point of view up, and <laughs> it's just endless nonsense. Um, but that is incredibly unstable footing to be living on constantly, which is where we're at, I think, in 2020 with the global pandemic and um, world leaders speaking like they do and, <laughs> um, well, just politicians, the, the whole thing. It's just nonsense. Hot, hot nonsense. That's what I call it. <laughs> Still, there's a lot of... Uh, the world's being divided oh. into even more classes. It's all labels, Martin. Yeah. You start labelling things and then you can point at it and say, that's that. I either like it or hate it. <laughs> People are simple, fickle beings, unfortunately. What can we do? Um, learn from Jake, in brackets, the snake. End brackets. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Geddes. Or it was forget. Yeah. Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself to a level of accountability like Mr. Geddes, Mr. Jake Geddes does. You know, that he's an he's an aspirational character. And you know, I've not seen the second one. Maybe we'll get some maybe we should watch it at some point now we've done this one. Yeah. Because it will be interesting. I didn't know there was a second one. Jake looked quite traumatised at the end of that film. Yeah. And um, I imagine would have some mental scarring, but hopefully in the second Chinatown we see that that does not deter... <laughs> I actually think I just remembered a flash of what the blurb of what Chinatown 2 was about. Really? I think he goes back to Chinatown. <laughs> Again? Does he t- <laughs> imagine? I think what? he does. <laughs> I think I recall seeing Jake <laughs> If back. it's the fucking same ending, I'll be like, what is going on? Oh, it's not going to be the same ending. I don't <laughs> think it's anywhere near as good. <laughs> you don't think so? I've, I've seemed to recall seeing... Does that. he talk about it for six hours? No. I went to Chinatown. Before. Well, it's just him and an old folks' <laughs> home. Like, I remember Chinatown. Yeah, just telling stories. Um, What's my point about it? Being Jake had being traumatized after experiencing uh, Chinatown. Yeah, I was saying that you shouldn't be deterred by the truth. Maybe traumatizing. I guess is the message of this film. Yeah. Does that mean we should abandon the pursuit for truth just because it is? If you know what I mean. We shouldn't. We, I don't sh- think we shouldn't. We should head towards truth, shouldn't yeah. we? Really, that's constantly. It's like ripping a plaster off, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like you know that you got to do that, and <laughs> the truth lies under that plaster, <laughs> the cut. Yeah. Um. I mean, how long have we done mine? You tell me. I feel like we should probably talk some more about something. Why? If it's done, we're done. Do you know what I mean? Like, Short and sweet, you think? Yeah. We'll try it out. Let's just see what the people think. What I will say is that we're sat here in our beautiful new studio. 
at 24-7 Studios. Yep. Here in wonderful Elsie Leicester. Um, They're good talents. Well, we've had some... There is a person behind us as well. His name is Brogan. Um, We share this room and um, Perry, Lee and Raj and Gino and Vaz and Rich and Gilroy and just many people have uh, put a lot of effort into making this room look like it currently does and I'm very grateful for it. And we've got this nice new setup where we can watch the film and then talk about it seamlessly. So hopefully our... Our operations will be a, a bit more fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your message to the people? Um, don't cheer on your wife. Why?